Our scripture reading today comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 33 through 49. Hear the word of the Lord. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are just a boy, and he has been a warrior for his, his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord, who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David stopped Saul's sword over the armor, strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and tried in vain to walk, for he was not used to them. Then David said, Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I am not used to them. So David removed them. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in his shepherd's bag, in the pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David with a shield bearing in, his, in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine armies this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all of the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine in his forehead, and the stone 
sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. I attended seminary starting in the fall of 2013. And I remember one Old Testament class just so vividly compared to some of the others. Because, if we're being honest, I was not the best student. I've claimed that didn't always pay attention to the level that maybe I should have. Um, But I was sitting, and Old Testament for me was right after lunch, so that did not help me any because, you know, I had a full stomach, you know, they had these comfy chairs in the big lecture room. Um, But I sat in there, and we were talking about this story, the story that we know as David and Goliath. And I had uh, Professor Lamont, And he started talking about this story, talking about giants, talking about the the historical uh, nature of this story. And he made a comparison that just kind of, you know, caught my attention. He said, you know, Goliath. Goliath is like what we think of when we think of Alabama football right now. And I sat there, and it was because they had just won two national titles, they were trying to go for the third and undefeated, and so most people, especially in Georgia, thought of Alabama as this big Goliath figure. Granted, now they probably think themselves as that big (laughs) Goliath creature. but it did. It kind of caught my, my attention, and what's funny is that in that room, right, I took it as a compliment because that is my alma mater, that is who I root for. Um, other people, when they, they heard that, they're like, yeah, because Alabama is, is evil. And so you had a lot of these mixed emotions based off of who you're rooting for, who you weren't rooting for, all of these different things. Um, and maybe that shouldn't be why I remember that class so much, but yet it just sticks with me. It sticks with me so that every time I, I read this story, I think of that one class, and I think of that one instant, and, and how we can view the giants that are in front of us within our lives in so many different ways. You know, we, we made the joking comparison that this football team was a giant amongst the rest, and that the rest were always underdogs trying to, to go forward and to win and to beat that team, which for um, historical uh, analysis, Alabama did lose that year, and it was the year of the kick six. So <laughs> Goliath was taken down <laughs> to my dismay. But I digress. Um, 
we have these giants that are, are put before us, and, and we hear this story of David and Goliath, and we cling on to this story whenever we are going through something that is in our life that is difficult, the struggle that we have, that we just don't know how we're going to get through it. This is the story we turn to. Because we see David, who is this young shepherd boy who is not anywhere near to the size or to the strength of this Philistine in Goliath, but yet who goes, who, who begs Saul to let me go. Let me go. And so Saul lets him go. Now, there could be some debate on the motives that Saul may have had to let David go, knowing that David was the one that was supposed to uh, come after him in the, uh, the kingship of Israel. But he let him go. And we all remember and can visualize David taking out that stone putting it in a slingshot, going around and around where the stone then flies off and hits Goliath in the head. And we sit there as we're visualizing this, this interaction, this, this battle, this story. And we're reminded that the underdog can win. But if we look at this story and we, we take it a little further uh, and start to dissect, you know, what was it that David was able to do that no one else was? Why is it that this boy, this shepherd, was able to face this, this giant, this soldier that nobody else had any chance against with no armor, with no swords or spears, why is it that he was able to conquer? And so if we back out of the story that we remember and we think about what David went through and experienced to get to this point. We think about David the shepherd. Where David did, he lifted up uh, some of the, the different struggles that came with being a shepherd. And if a lion or a bear would come and take your sheep and having to go and to retrieve that sheep. But I'm going to guess that that doesn't happen every day. I'm going to make the assumption that as a shepherd, there's a lot of quiet time. Time where you're just kind of hanging out, looking over the flock, but seeing that they're all there, just present. And in that time, I wonder... And I assume that David would use that as time to connect 
with God. To grow in his understanding and in his faith in who God was for him. See, the moment in which David goes and faces Goliath, that courage does not come without the work of the quiet and being with God in the quiet. And I think that is really true of, of so many different situations. I mean, when we think about any sport, right, you have to practice when nobody's around to continue to push to get better. You can't just come out and have that natural ability and progress all in your life. It might get you so far, but then there's a plateau. Same thing with, um, you know, knowledge. And, and I was um, weirdly on the math team, okay? And I was really good at math, and I did really good in middle school, but I really did not try to go any further with that, where it became a, a time where I used to be one of the better ones on the math team that now I was not. But it's because I didn't put the practice, the time, the effort. But it's not only, you know, with knowledge or ability or strength. It's with our faith as well. You know, if we want to be and to have that same courage, to have uh, that, that same faith that David does right here, knowing that God is with them, with him, we have to continue in the quiet moments. Grow. Grow in our relationship. Grow in our understanding. That way, when the struggle and the giants show up within our lives, we have that strong connection and, and the, the knowledge and the faith to know that God is there and with us and that God will go forward with us. Sometimes in ways that we can't even imagine. Sometimes in ways that we don't want. But we know that God is there to give us courage, to give us comfort, and to be present. So, while this story of David and Goliath is great, and this story uh, continues to show us that the littlest of individuals can overtake the strongest to remember that the underdog can win, but to take a step back and to know that we are called to grow in our faith, to grow in our understanding. And as we do that, as we do that, then when the time comes, and we face whatever giant may be in our life, 
we're ready. We're ready because of our relationship with our God. We're ready because of our relationship and, and our growth in our faith and our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the calm and the quiet. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to guide us, continue to help us grow in our faith, grow in our understanding of you in the calm and in the quiet. So that when the time comes and we face whatever struggle, whatever giant occurs in our life, that we are ready. That we are ready because of our relationship and our faith in you, our God. So thank you, Lord, for your constant presence and your constant love for each and every one of us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.